Good morning, survivors, and welcome again to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Max O'Brien, and I'll be joined on the broadcast today by... Hang on, we're not sure. What little game of chance are you two going to play today to see who's staying in here with me? Oh, and it's day number 210 since we came back on the air. Actually, we're both staying today. Wait, really? Really. Why wouldn't we? Okay. In that case, I'm joined today by Agnes Drew and Dr. Rosalind Clark, and today we're going to talk about ticks. Ticks are a major health risk. They're not insects, but are rather small arachnids related to spiders, scorpions, and especially mites. There are two major kinds, the hard ticks that have a tough outer shell that's difficult to crush and the soft ticks. They are external parasites and feed on the blood of mammals and birds and occasionally reptiles and amphibians. They're also really gross and creepy. Yes, that too. Ticks are widely distributed around the world, especially in warm and humid climates. They identify potential hosts by odor or changes in the environment. One strategy they use is to climb out on the ends of leaves or up tall grass and then wait for an animal to brush by them. They have a special posture where they hang onto the grass with their back legs and reach out with their front legs. And when something brushes by, the tick latches onto the skin or fur of the animal. Ticks don't always latch on right away, though. So it's worth it to check yourself if you've been out in a grassy or forested area and try to get them off of you before they dig in. You could have a few minutes or possibly even a couple of hours, and it's totally worth it to get them off your skin before they start feeding. This whole conversation is squicking me out. Can we talk about something else? This is valuable information, Agnes. So is cultivating the local wildlife that will eat these disgusting things. I love all animals, but I can see myself making an exception for ticks. Okay, so what does eat ticks? Guinea fowl are great tick eaters, as well as chickens and wild turkeys. But my favorite animal that eats ticks are opossums. Possums? Don't they carry rabies? That's a huge myth, Max. Possums don't carry rabies. I mean, they can, just like any other animal, but it's very rare in possums, possibly because of their lower body temperature. It makes for a very inhospitable environment for the virus to try and live in. Plus, they're so cute! Mommy possums carrying their babies on their backs are the cutest things ever. It's a shame that they're antisocial. They don't like to cuddle at all. Okay, so last bit of information we want to give to the listeners about ticks is why they're dangerous. Disease, primarily. There are at least 12 diseases they can spread that affect humans and animals. Some of them can be very serious. The most well-known are Rocky Mountain Spotted Fever and Lyme Disease. Oh, there's another one you didn't mention. What's that? Alpha-gal allergy. What's that? It seems to be localized to a particular species of tick, the lone star tick. And basically what happens is that there's a sugar in the saliva of the tick that is the same kind of sugar as in red meat. And some people who are bitten by the tick develop an allergic reaction to eating red meat. Good. People shouldn't be eating animals anyway. Why the particular interest in that, Max? Seems like just a bit of trivia to me. Well, this was why I was so surprised that both of you were staying today, because this fits right in with my latest theory. Oh, no, 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 So alpha-gal is found in all mammals except old-world monkeys and apes, including humans. So what if the tick underwent some kind of random genetic mutation? What if the saliva of the Lone Star tick was somehow able to trigger other allergies besides just red meat? 
What if they were able to cause allergies to all types of food, both meat-based and plant-based, so that the only safe food for a victim of this tick was other people? Max. I mean, think about it. Ticks spread disease by biting. Zombies create other zombies by biting. It all makes sense. Max, it doesn't make sense. First, food and nutrition are incredibly complex. The idea that an arachnid could create an allergy to every known form of food with a single bite is absurd. But leaving that aside for a minute, the zombies are definitely dead, and I don't know of any allergy that overcomes that. Furthermore, I feel a little ambushed because we agreed you talked to us about these before you brought them on air. I tried. Remember last night when I sat up in bed and said, Eureka, and started telling you about it? I was asleep, Max. Did the fact that I didn't reply to you at all not clue you in on the fact that that was a one-way conversation? Yeah, I was still awake, but I thought you were talking to Dr. Clark, so I ignored you. Oh. Sorry. It's okay, but sorry, Max. This theory of yours doesn't pass the smell test either. Oh. Well, it was worth a try. Last tip for everyone is about tick removal. If one does bite you, you need to get it off as quickly as possible. The common advice is to use fire to heat them up and get them to pull their heads out of your skin. But, unfortunately, it doesn't work and you're liable to burn yourself trying. Best method is to freeze them off with a wart removal kit if you can find one. But, failing that, just get a good grip with a set of tweezers and pull slowly but firmly. You want to avoid them leaving any of their mouth parts behind because those can still cause an infection. Gross. If you do leave any behind, you can get those out with tweezers too. Like a splinter. That's it. I'm going down to the shore for a bath. I'm going to itch for the rest of the day. Ugh! I guess that's how you both decided who was going to stay with me on the air today. Except now it's time to wrap it up. For Max O'Brien and the squicked-out Agnes Drew, I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark. Hope everyone has a great day today. Take care of each other.